The following resources presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome to Identity Matters Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Finney and I will be your speaker today. Every believer needs to understand who they are in Christ in our new series, Identity Theft. We'll do just that. Help each believer truly know who they are in Christ. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, listeners, to the Identity Theft Series. This is 155. Here's evidence to find out if you, listener, have been pulled into their new world order of communication. Number one, if you're single, keep in mind 26% of the millennials are unmarried by their 32nd birthday. Now, if I was unsaved, I did not have the indwelling life of Jesus in me, I can certainly tell you tonight, honestly, I would never be attracted to Jane Versteg. She was on my hit list to destroy. And she would not have associated with me. Now I want you to think about that. Because I'm married to this woman 40 years later. And I can say that she is the foundation of what I do and say and preach and teach. I cannot do what I do without her. I come up out of that basement crying and whining and complaining and and whatever, and she helps get my head focused because we are one flesh. So you see, just the indwelling peace, I would never be in this chair doing what I'm doing. In fact, I wouldn't be married. And if I was, I might be on my third, fourth divorce right around there, maybe more. And then I would come to this conclusion, and I'm speaking honestly here to you, I would come to this conclusion after my second or third divorce of marrying some Harley chick, because that's who I was always attracted to, the leather-wearing Harley chicks. I would be in this mental state of, I'm not getting married again. That's foolishness. That's where I'd be. Oh, for sure. I mean, kids are cool.
Now, those of you who get my millennial emails, you know I sign my, my weekly articles, Retired Hippie. Okay? Generation X. Whether you're going to, if you know my past and you understand my present and you know where I'm going, this is a non-issue for you. But for new listeners, it probably is a little bit shocking. But I was very, very attracted to my guru who happened to have 74 wives and God only knows how many children. I thought that was the coolest thing ever as a hippie. Now, some don't think like hippies, but the reason why that's important for a little talk tonight is if you run it forward a little bit and you take my clothes out of the Goodwill store and you put those clothes on and you put on my old glasses that were so heavy I always had to get these little pads on my nose because the glasses were so big and heavy. Well, seriously, if you just bring out of good goodwill and put on my old costume, change up the lingo a little bit, adjust the rules and laws that are now legally I could be the way I was rebelling. Are you with me? It's legal today to do the things I did back then that was against the law. Do you know if I wore tennis shoes into church back when we were young adults? You probably would have been talked to about it. Tennis shoes. And blue jeans. Oh my land, blue jeans were for hippies. Or farmers.com <laughs> I mean... That's the way it was. And now it's all legal. It's not weird. Well, so this unmarried by 32nd birthday? Well, of course. Who, who would want to get married today? That is ridiculous. It's craziness. I would never get married today. Never. Unless I was in DeWalt. Unless I was marrying an indwelt. Then I would. Because it isn't worth it. The pain isn't worth it. To marry someone unequally yoked. It's just not worth it. It's too much heartache. So I understand why they're the way they are. I don't want to end up like my parents. Who've had average number of divorces in America 602 292 2982 is 3 when Janie and I started ministering to others in our young adults barely measured one divorce and now the average is 3 there's not going to be an average of four or five. They're going to dissolve the institution of marriages because these millennials are becoming presidents <coughs> and congressmen and women. It's just not 
worth it. And they're correct. You have a minimum of 200 Facebook friends with their thumbs stuck up. Okay? Two to five, five to a thousand, you know, whatever. I often wonder why a couple of my social networks won't pull off the cap and show people how many friends I have. Because it's thousands. But they cap you at 500 plus. Well, that's called pride. And there are some people out there that have so many they can't even relate to them, even if they tried. But that's a big, big thing for the millennials. You have a college degree, but no career. I'll have a PhD in psychology. Where do you work? Well, I work at the salt mine. What, what do you do there? Counsel the salt? The earth? I'm sorry. So, it's a problem. We've educated so many people, they have no clue what to do. No, they're not educated. Oh, they're not educated. They went through yes. the program. They went around the cross. They went there. You're politically independent. I love this one. Now, I didn't come up with any of these. All right? This is their stuff. You're politically independent, but vote Democrat. I love that. They don't vote independent. You are okay with smoking pot at your your gay friend's wedding. No, that, I was, yeah. Yes, I'll bleep you out. I was also told last night that we would not have had that incident that happened because of marijuana, a drug bust, if they just legalize it. Then we wouldn't have that incident. Well, Jesus is a dope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You believe in God, but you don't believe that Jesus is God. That's a duh to them. You resist national loyalty to the national flag. Let's burn that baby. Now that's just old stuff. I mean, it's like, do they know that that happened way back then already? It's new to them. Well, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, it just keeps looping. That's why I look at the millennials today and they're dressed like me, except for they blended my grandfather, my generation, and some pop rock kind of stuff. And they just kind of mix it all in there and they come out of Goodwill and they, they look cool. I'm like, man, i got to get to Goodwill. And, and the big companies go, I got it. Let's make some $100 jeans and rip holes in them. Yeah. Pour some bleach on them. 
that stuff they're getting at the Goodwill, we better start making it. And they do. Wrinkled shirt, shirts out. You know the style with the with with one piece of the shirt in and the other one's hanging out? That's a fashion. It's called being sloppy. Finish getting dressed, Junior. <laughs> Uh huh. It's called a mini skirt. Yeah, which hole do you put your foot in? Oh man! You see the world getting more diverse, and you're boasting about it. You tend to act younger than your children. Oh, honey, how many times have we talked about that with some of the people I work with? I even tell a lot of these people, you need to grow up so your children have someone to respect. They, you, you respect your kids more than they respect you. There are kids more level-headed and responsible than their parents. Cookie. Number 10 is you get stiff. Stiff-necked around those who honor authority. So you start about honoring the mayor and police officer. And, um, I told Marcos, please don't ever be offended when you walk in the room because I'm going to stand up every time. If you haven't noticed it, then you probably will from here on out. If Marcos walks in the room, I stand up. It's the way I was trained. He's a man of authority. He protects our community. He protects our county. He... He is to be given that double honor, the Bible says. So that's what I do. I used to get out of my vehicle every time I was stopped until it, it was against the law. I was trained to that. You pulled over by an officer, you get out of your vehicle, and you hold your hands where they can be seen, and you honor that police officer. Well, they don't allow that anymore because you never know what's in the belt and blah, blah, blah. But... They, th they think that's crazy. They haven't earned my respect yet. Once they earn my respect, then I might stand up and shake their hand. Shaking of the hand is also not in their world. Fist bumping. Enemy is working to merge flesh and spirit. The religious millennials no longer separate flesh and spirit. Thus there is no war going on between the flesh and spirit of man. Secondly, and more dangerously in their minds, flesh does not produce sin. That is critical belief for them. Flesh does not produce sin. Now I'm going to explain it here. Thus, what I desire, I desire because God put that passion in my mortal being. Thus, I can smoke pot at my gay friend's wedding. Both illegal to God. You with me? So, since flesh is not sinful, whatever I feel becomes the foundation of my belief system. That's what's happened to them. So, the human body. The religious millennial group believes that earthly passions are a direct manifestation 
of the likeness of God, being poured out upon the earth in man, plants, animals, which is called pantheism. Pantheism has been around since Nimrod. Someone should have took a rod to him. Oh, wait a minute. God did do that. The reality of this misbelief is, since religious millennials do not believe that the human body must be separated from its spirit and soul at death in order to be freed from all evil passions, they have effectively erased the question, what happens after death? Which literally suspends the need for salvation. That is called healthy logic. How they can't put those pieces together, it just messes with my mind. Just because they merge spirit and flesh, and there's no separation anymore, then anything that is remotely associated with why we die physically, because God could have made us never to die, why we die physically is for the purpose of the final separation from our flesh. And he leaves it in the tomb. We get resurrected out and we're given a brand new body with that spirit and soul and we become this final, <clears throat> positional and conditional bride of Christ. And the unsaved, oh, they get separated from their flesh, which means as they are in hell for eternity, they can never fulfill any of their desires that are in their soul. That's called hell. We get every desire fulfilled. Desire comes from the body. So when we're given a brand new body, every passion, every desire is righteous. It's honest. It is, it is pure. And it gets fulfilled. Now that should mess with your mind. Here's our identity statement for today. Whatever is born of the flesh is alien. No? Okay, whatever is born of the flesh is a, is a dog. Yeah, that's, that's partially true because the dog is flesh. I was actually born from a tree. Did you know that? You see, there's rules of creation. Whatever is born of flesh is flesh. Flesh begets flesh. So, there is absolutely no eradication of it. There's no way to be snapped away from it. There's no way to deny this. There's no theology you can invent that'll do it. There's only one thing that will really do it, and that is death. That's right, death by death. You must die. That's the only way to do it. And everyone's going to do it. That's the cool thing. 
absolutely everyone is going to have to face the Grim Reaper. Everyone. There is no one going to be able to escape the separation process of the spirit and the soul from the flesh. Unsaved people will get separated from it and saved people will get separated from it. And it only happens at death. Then there's a ripping apart. And the unsaved that'll go to hell won't get to fulfill any desires that are in their little soul. It's the body that gets to carry out passion. That's hell. And damnation is for not be able to carry out desires and passion. It's hell. So us believers and indwelt by Jesus, we get a brand new body. So guess what? We get every desire and passion fulfilled. Every one. Any passion, thought, desire, craving, anything that you have is going to be righteous because your body's perfect and it will get fulfilled. Righteously fulfilled. That is overly cool. It says in 1 Peter 1, 24 and verse 25, it says, For all flesh is like grass, and all of its glory like the flowers of, of grass. The grass withers, flowers fall off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And that is really the eternal beauty that we see in each other, is it not? So, our bodies are literally an example of this verse. It, our, our flesh just withers, and it just gets kind of grumpy looking. Problematic. But you know what? I say to Jane often of how blown away I am by these these conclusive places that God takes her every morning in her devotions. And just profound, simple statements that just blow me away. That come from this inner beauty. And then the two of us kind of complain about our knees and our ankles and the way we walk or the way we can't walk or whatever. We're ready to if you are listening on our podcast via YouTube or Sermon.net, we would like to have you consider the idea of listening to or watching past episodes of the Millennial miniseries. This is only number seven, so it won't take you long to get through six of them. That is, if we get them all posted. But please do that because it will really give you some meat uh, for this series that we are taking you through. And if you want to give us a text, 602-292-2982, that'd be awesome. You can check out our website, totally millennial friendly, I promise you, at www.iomamerica.org. Hey, you can even uh, send me one of your flash emails at Dr. Finney at IOMAmerica.org. That's D R P H I N N E Y at IOMAmerica.org.
You've been listening to Identity Matters Podcast. We appreciate having you join us today. Feel free to log on to our website at www.iomamerica.org. We have lots of resources available for you on the believer's identity in Christ. Again, thank you for joining us.